0: Welcome to the Empath Rising podcast where we are healing from narcissistic abuse with human design, tarot and astrology. I'm your host Raven Scott. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, spread the love, spread the light, and subscribe. Do you wish to you know how to regain your sovereignty back, your power back in order that as a highly sensitive person, AKA empath, you can prevent and stop the vicious cycle of being used and abused by narcissists. This is what we're going to be talking about today with our guest, Chris. Chris is a creative and intuitive guide, and she's the host of her own podcast with her co host, Everyday Evolution Podcast. We dove into how it is to experience life as an empath. How we were not really taught and trained how to be and how we can normalize it now for ourselves and our children to come. So I can't wait to share this with you. Let's dive into this conversation.
1: Yeah. And because I think it's such a, it's a practical thing. Like this is part of our life as empathic people is taking care of our energy body. It's something that should be like this every day practice or or awareness, but nobody teaches us that as children. We don't, we're not kids. And our parents go, Hey, listen, you are empathic. You are feeling into the energetic world around you. Things can feel overwhelming. You're going to have to learn these tools so that you can go through your life feeling empowered. Like nobody said that we're just kind of like going through life, like bumping and tripping and crying and wondering why we're so quote in quotes, sensitive.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, they usually teach us to be nice and be quiet and don't offend people. Therefore, just like teaching us how to get bowled over by mean people.
1: Totally. And I actually think that being empathic, when we don't realize that we get to be in charge of our own energy, I think that because we can feel other people's how they're feeling, we learn to adapt. And so the easiest way to do that is just be the nice person and just be like, okay, steamroll over me. You know, if that's what makes you comfortable, because we're always wanting to be other people to be comfortable because if they're comfortable, we can feel their comfort. If they're uncomfortable, we have to feel their discomfort. And that can be a lot if we don't yet know how to be in our own
0: power. Mm, I love that being in our own power. Chris, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, it's a pleasure. So I wanted to just hear a bit about you first, a bit of a intro of how you discovered you were an empath before we dive into the, the juicy bits.
1: Oh, what a, what a convo there, you know, what a can <laughs> of worms. <laughs> no, but I can definitely summarize for you. So I will be honest and say that it really wasn't until I was a mother when really things started to hit the fan, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So When I was 28, I became a mom and that's kind of when I started going through this really intense spiritual awakening process where my gifts as an intuitive and an empathic person, kind of like the dial just got turned way up and I felt really sensitive. I was also going through some postpartum depression, but I didn't really understand myself yet. I just knew I felt like garbage. (laughs) Like I just knew I felt depressed. I knew I felt heavy. I knew I was constantly overwhelmed. Couple years later, I had my daughter. So at this point, I have two kids, uh, a two-year-old and a newborn. That year was quite the roller coaster for me. I would say that I hit emotional rock bottom. I was my daughter. God bless her. She is such a creative, beautiful, powerful soul. But she was a lot as a toddler, <laughs> very intense because she knows like exactly what she wants and exactly how to get it. <laughs> which is really funny because like, that's kind of how I am. So I was a hard, having a hard time dealing with that too. (laughs) And so um, I just really got to this place where I felt overwhelmed all the time. I felt like I was constantly on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I could feel the energy around me and my energy body, which I didn't really understand yet. I could feel it buzzing all the time. I was ungrounded. I was also because of my spiritual awakening process, just like my intuitive gifts were really kind of opening up and everything just felt like a lot. And I got to a place where it was hard to get out of bed in the morning and I had to get up and take care of two babies. Mm -hmm. So I just remember sitting in my car and I'm like, you know what? I need help. And so I, it was almost like I needed permission, I guess, but I called my doctor and she actually like got, got on the phone with me. And I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like, I don't know what to do. And she listened to me and she was so sweet. And she like over the phone prescribed to me antidepressants. So as she's doing this, there's like a thoughts running through my mind. I can see like a gate and I could see two paths. Hmm. And in that moment, as she's telling me that I'm like, I'm going to try things a different way it's almost like I needed to hit that moment where somebody said, yes, there is something going on. Yes. This isn't normal. Sure. I could have taken the medication that would have been totally fine. And sometimes that's just what it needs to happen. Right. For like life, for us to be okay. But I decided I hung up and I knew by the time I hung up, I didn't have any intention of picking up that prescription. And I really dove deeper into like my meditation practices into finding mentors, into essentially, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but what I really was doing was piecing together an understanding of myself as an energetic being and as being an empath. And the way I see being an empath is, okay, so it's really funny. I think I Googled this the other day because I was really curious what the official title was. And I think it was something along the lines of like, people who can feel into the metaphysical world or something. And I feel like (laughs) that's such a, a kind of narrow description of what being an empath is. I think that life is innately, well, I mean, actually scientifically, right? If you look down to the atom and like the building blocks of life, this is primarily an energetic experience that we are living. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are constantly vibrating. This computer, this microphone, everything in our existence is literally made primarily of energy. I think an atom is 99.99999, something like that energy. And so what I was really starting to piece together was an understanding of myself as an energetic being and how to take care of myself in that way. And I realized that my entire life I have been empathic. I have been feeling other people's emotions. I have been overwhelmed because I was taking on other people's energy. I was taking on the weight of the world on my shoulders. When my daughter was throwing a tantrum, I could feel the tantrum in my body. Like it was a lot Me too. and right. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's like, why yeah. am I throwing a tantrum as a 30 year old woman? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Not 30 anymore back then. And so, yeah, I just began going down that journey and I realized like, there's so many of us out there. So many people and nobody, we don't know, we don't have the dictionary to understand ourselves in that way. Nobody told us that as children, we didn't have the tools. And so we're all like you with your podcast, helping people out there who are realizing, wow, this is a part of my life. And just gathering the tools to learn how to make the most of it and how to turn it from a disempowering story of, Oh, I'm an empath. And so everything is just too much into reclaiming some of the power back because it really
0: actually is a gift. It is. It's a superpower. I always try and say it's within us, but I think we were just talking about, it can be so disempowering because you don't know what's happening and you feel like your body's being taken over your mind's being taken over. What you wanted to do is being taken over. And then you just go, ah, like then you're conditioned and taught to say nothing. And then you're conditioned and taught to just placate everybody and don't cause a conflict because conflict feels really uncomfortable also in your body and scary. And, oh, well, I don't want to like upset you. So yeah, let's just do that. Sure. And then it's constantly building up and then we blow up and then we feel horrible. Right. And then that's what the narcissist use against us. Oh, see, you're crazy you need to go to therapy, not me. Oh
1: my gosh. Totally. I think most of us who are empathic tend to fall down into that pattern. Like the good girl, the nice girl pattern, because yeah, it does feel uncomfortable to set boundaries with people because you can feel the discomfort of the tension. That's not fun, right? We want everything to be happy and everything to feel good. But the truth is there's is so much empowerment and learning and getting co- our nervous system comfortable with that sensation of boundaries. It just takes time and it just takes practice. And I also think it takes an understanding. Like for me personally, when I first discovered like the world of energy, and I'm actually an energy healer as well. But I remember walking away from a session where I could physically feel the energetic energy healing, like light, you know, come out of the practitioner's hands into my body. And I was like, what was that? Like, what Mm -hmm. did I just experience? You know, what kind of witchcraft was this? I didn't (laughs) understand it. (laughs) So, but I remember walking away from that. And I had this voice in my head and it said, it was a message. And it said, this is a language energy that you are fluent in, and you had no idea you could speak. So I feel like a lot of us are going through life, understanding kind of intuitively this energetic realm, the way our relationships and dynamics are kind of playing out. We can feel what people are feeling. We don't know how, but we don't have the vocabulary for it. So it's kind of vague. Like we, it's kind of messy and sloppy because we don't understand it with clarity yet. So for me personally, that's why it's really important to help educate empaths on how to work with their energy body, because it's really empowering when you can begin to say, oh, I see what's happening here. I need to protect my energy. Oh, I know exactly how to protect my energy now. That's a tool I'm going to
0: use. Yes. And just the other day, I experienced something really interesting. And I I was in a big group of people. And three times during the show, I felt this overwhelm, like sense of joy and like the tears are coming to my eyes and I'm like, I don't even like, there was no connection within my body. I was, I was amplifying somebody around me in the, the crowd who was feeling that, which is great, but sometimes it's really negative emotion totally. and energy that we were feeling and we're amplifying. So what it would can you... be great? Yeah, yeah, it can be. And then it can be also like, if it catches you off guard, it's also scary. It's like, why, why am I like so teary eyed and joyful? Totally. Like, where's this coming from? So it can be scary. What, what do you suggest for someone who is not wanting to completely cut off their empathic abilities, but also guard them themselves up from other people's energies?
1: Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. And I was actually talking, so I have a podcast as well, which I think we should totally, you got to come on and join us today over. Yeah. It's called everyday evolution. And I co-host it with my friend Gina. And so we were just having a similar conversation and I was talking about how, before I understood this about myself, I would be in restaurants and all of a sudden, like a wave of anxiety would hit me. And I would back then think oh my gosh i'm anxious that's what i would think cuz i didn't know understand what was happening and so because of that you know not understanding myself that would send me down a spiral so then i would like oh why am i anxious oh my gosh and then i would just i would let myself spiral and i would let that somebody else's emotions take me for a ride mm-hmm. now when i go to a restaurant or somewhere public and i feel that i can tell like oh my gosh this is somebody else's energy. And so being the healer that I am, I actually like even though sometimes I don't know who it is, sometimes I do, I will just send like healing energy and detach and I ask my guides, I I and I work with my own energy to set up a stronger protection, a stronger barrier. What I would recommend for somebody who wants to have more sovereignty over their own energy is really get familiar with what it feels like to be in your own energy. I think that when we don't know what our own energy feels like, what we do as empaths is match the energy around us. So sometimes we don't even know who we are, like what our own opinions are, what our own feelings are, because we, we just have learned to match. So I'm going to match your frequency or the person next to me. And then, but if we can say, hey, no, I have spent time in my own energy. I understand what this feels like. It's going to be easier in a public setting to be able to drop it to that space and then be able to like set your energetic protection, which actually I would say energetic protection would be the first, the first step set intentional and by working with your energy and then in your intention, like a field around you.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause I'm, I mean, we just go through our day. Well, oh, we've got to be on time. We got to go and you get there and then you get wrapped up in whatever event it is totally. or in your dinner. And it's like, just. Sit down and set intentions to shield up, to, to guard your energy, bring totally. your guides in if you need. Yeah. And then you feel more empowered because now you're aware you're like, okay, I've set my intentions. My guard is up. Oh, something's leaked in. Like, is it mine or is it theirs? And then you can determine.
1: Yes. For me, one of the most empowering things has realized that I actually get to call the shots about what's allowed in my field in my energy field. And it requires an immense amount of faith and trust for that to say like, no, I, and that's, it's kind of funny because it's, that's really why it works. It works because we believe it works. It works because we know it works. And so when I say like, no, I have an energetic field. I'm in charge when I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to this concert today. I'm going to set this, this is my space. I swear, I feel so much better at the end of that concert than when I, when I forget, which I forget all the time. Right. Cause like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a mom, I'm busy. You, you get it. Yeah. Um, But you can just tell, and then life provides you the evidence that like, no, this works. It really does work.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think what's directly correlated to this concept is yes, it is an empathic quality, but it's also something that happens you can pinpoint it in the human design chart. So I don't know what your chart is, if you know what yours is. Projector. Oh, okay, yeah, projector. And do you have an open emotional uh, solar plexus? Splenic. Okay. Um, so the right triangle on the bottom, is it white? I can find out right now. Okay. I'd be really curious because I want to like solidify this concept. Like she's feeling what I'm feeling. And I know I have an open solar plexus, which is that bottom right can triangle. Can you see my screen? Yes, it's open. <laughs> is it open (laughs) yes it's open (laughs) okay so exactly what she's describing is if you have your chart in front of you if not you can grab it for free in the link in the show notes is she's got that open solar plexus on the the bottom right Mm. because it's you were talking a lot about emotions but you have more open you've got the root. You've got the sacred I'm all open. <laughs> you got not all open. <laughs> <but
1: yeah. laughs> a She's lot of has got open. her
0: identity center defined in the spleen. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. That's why you're a splenic, That instant knowing. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It but
1: emotions, man. Like that has been the journey for me, has been emotional regulation. Yeah. So I think. I think there was a period of time where myself and even other empaths who I talked to where I thought that I was a victim of my emotions. I had no idea that I got to have a say Mm -hmm. in how I show up. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't have intense emotions. Like I am an artist, I'm a creative person. I am Latina. (laughs) Like (laughs) I have got all the emotions in the world. But even yesterday, something happened that was very triggering. Somebody said something to me that was kind of like one of my worst nightmares of what I could think somebody could think of me. You know, how we all have those fears of like what it, it was one of those situations that I knew it was a really big healing moment and like a manifestation of those fears. And it really, really threw me for a loop. Like I was very upset I felt like panic. I felt all the stuff come up, but I let it come up and I let it happen. And I thought like, wow, I feel really proud of myself that despite that, I know how to come back to center now because before that probably would have like destroyed me for a month because Mm -hmm. of the intensity, because of the openness. I let that person's energy come at me completely taking over my energy body which is so draining. It robs me of my joy, of my expression, of my creativity, of my passion, of my love, of who I am, the person that I am created to be, the energy right here, but in my heart. But when we know as empaths how to come back to our own energy of who we are created, our unique energetic blueprint, like it's beautiful. We get to let those big moments in life teach us something. And what it taught me yesterday was, wow, I don't care. Wow. I didn't die in this horrible, (laughs) what I thought would be like the worst case scenario. I am still going to show up on this podcast tomorrow and talk about this thing that I'm really passionate about that I want to help empower others in it. Life can teach you that way. And and you can allow the hard things to happen without completely getting rocked off the boat. Don't get me wrong. I've been rocked off the boat plenty Mm -hmm. of times, but it doesn't always have to be that way.
0: And opinions are just that—they're just opinions. It's not yeah. like what people say is rock cement solid and it, it defines you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a hard one for us mpass Like it is. Yeah. we want to everyone to be happy and think nicely of us and see the good side of us the way we can see the good side in them. And unfortunately, you know, right here on this planet right now not everybody's not everybody's there. <laughs>
0: no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so I had to go back to the solar plexus co- topic because you had talked about emotional regulation is a big lesson. And it just reminded me of my projector daughter in my life. She actually has a defined solar plexus with the channel of emoting defined, which is the solar plexus connected to the root. And so you who have that, it's not like, oh, well, I'm good to go. My solar plexus is defined. I don't have to worry about emotional regulation. That I'm sure you experienced that too. So you're not left out of the the boat there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But my other thing I wanted to transition into, if I can get my brain back on track, is this concept of, as an empath, it's really hard to deal or I don't know what to grapple with or to get our heads wrapped around people who are mean it's like we can't yeah. seem to understand it and then we we run it through our head over and over it's like well how could they be so mean or i don't understand right like the narcissist who just discarded you you just go over and over because you're like i don't understand what i did wrong can you touch on that like did they do anything totally. wrong
1: It's really funny (laughs) because I know that, like, I I have been that person and I'm even like yesterday, I was like, I don't, how on earth could this be? What are they thinking? But there's this, you want to understand. And I think part of us wants to understand so that we can fix it in a way, but what I have found has brought me the biggest liberation is understanding that if one thing happens in the world, one scenario, right, one emotional dynamic or relational dynamic, and if you had 100 people looking at that dynamic, there would be 100 different perspectives on who was right, who was wrong, what happened, and when I realized that, I started recognizing that I need to to let it go. I need to let go sometimes of trying to wrap my head around it because I was using all of my energy trying to understand their perspective or how could they be that way? Another thing that I have seen that I'm really cognizant of, like I'm really aware of is sometimes we get caught in the loop and in the habit of that treacherous space of trying to understand and be in like, wallowing in that overwhelm of, Oh, I just don't understand them. And it kind of becomes a habit and it's not something that we really want. We know we don't want that. We don't desire that, but we, we get in the loop there and get stuck there. And that's what was happening with me. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this with other people in my life as well. And I started realizing I don't, I need to make choices to get myself out of that. I have no control over that person. I've, I, there's nothing I can say or do that will help them to realize why they're being the way they're being. Because you might see it. You might see it very clearly. Don't you see that you're projecting your abandonment abandonment wounds on me? You might be able to set, they will not, if they are not ready for that, it's going to be like you are using all your energy and throwing and trying to help them and trying to save them and trying to show them the path. You will always be the bad guy. Yeah. So So letting it go, it sucks. It sucks, right? I want more justice than letting it go. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The reward for that liberation, I think, is such a big payoff.
0: Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. I've experienced the same thing. And it, it didn't ever rectify or fix itself only within me until I dropped the expectations. I stopped trying to fix them for my own selfish and when I really like introspect I was like why do I want this fixed why do I want to change them well because I want this like perfect family scenario I want more time with you know him or them or I want to feel worthy and loved right those are all ego agendas but then when you drop it and you let it go and you're like well it is what it is I can't fix them like I can't change them and especially people who are emotionally unavailable or not ready to change as we are always open and malleable and ready to change. They're not there. So you can't like smooth out. You can't make a sword out of a stone. You can make it out of iron, but you can't make it out of stone. And that's just where they're at. Maybe this lifetime, maybe they never will shift. May, and that's kind of what I've
1: had to set back on is say, listen, they may never change. Do you want this to be the rest of your life? Yeah. And the answer to that question is no, this life is too precious. There's, there's a beautiful person, right? In, in every empath in every single person, right? But the empath has so much to offer with their gifts and their sensitivities in the world. And we deserve to be met and we deserve to be loved. And we deserve to, to step into something that I think intimidates us often that is our own power. Because in that situation where we wanting people to change, it's really scary because if we have them, then it's the two of us, right? We can lean on them. We can Um, do this together. But if we have to make the choice to separate, it's only us and ourselves. And I think oftentimes we're so used to giving away our power that we've gotten used to that habit. And it's kind of scary reprogramming our mind to come back into our own energetic power.
0: I love that. Yes. It's like, can I do this on my own? Will I ever be loved again? Will this cycle ever stop? I mean, that's really up to us within our own power. And we get to once you push on through that. the fear, though, it's like the most liberating and freeing feeling ever. But it's like push through that fear. That's that's the, tr- the hardest part.
1: Totally, I think that's where most of us get stuck. You know, <laughs> but it was like yeah. the example I gave from yesterday. It's once it happens, you're like, oh, is this the worst thing that can happen? Did I die? No.
0: Am I yeah. okay?
1: Yeah. And I kind of feel like, you know, a bad bitch now. Like, let it burn. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm on the <laughs> other side of that fear. And I feel better and I feel more like myself.
0: Absolutely. That's it. Now, there was an interesting thing that came up in discussion about like, I'm so empathic. I am such a kind and open person. Like, is there any sign that being used by narcissists will stop? Like, when does it end? Can you touch on that? (laughs)
1: Like that they're going to stop
0: the narcissist? like i'll stop attracting narcissists like Mm -hmm. i'll stop being used or stop you know falling for their oh yeah that's a great question i as a healer and
1: as a guide mentor i've realized in my own life and what people often go through are recycling patterns that are really there to teach us and show us something so before we are aware of this energy within ourselves that keeps attracting the narcissist, we're living it out and then wondering and questioning, right? And then we come to this place like, oh, dang, maybe, maybe it's maybe I'm the only one who can change this. And so, yes, I think it can change, but the only way it's ever going to change is if we start with ourselves. If we keep looking for, the answers for them if we keep blaming right it's easy to blame yes pe- like like i said the justice thing we want justice it's not fair that we get treated this way mm-hmm. but it's not going to get us anywhere by just sitting in that energy there is a period and a time for the mourning of that there's a period and time for the crying that yeah it freaking sucks that these are the relationships i keep attracting but there's also the time where it's required if we want to step more into who we are, our fullness, our wholeness, where we have to say, okay, how can I begin to change the way I'm thinking about maybe what I deserve? It's gonna be different for every single one of us, the answers to that question. So I think as we begin to work on ourselves and work on our own empowerment in our own ways, it's going to fizzle off a little bit. But here's the thing. I think that these types of big life lessons have a tendency of circling back around and kind of checking in and be like hey remember me the narcissist are you going to give in this time you know <laughs> like yeah. and kind of testing these newfound boundaries <laughs> that we've created or this new empowerment that we've tapped into or this new self-worth journey that we're on whatever I may, our unique journey will be that mm-hmm. energy will come back around and say hey are you going to mess with me again are you going to backtrack sometimes we might backtrack a little bit Sometimes we're going to say no, but every time it does come around, it could be really triggering because it's the reminder of that trauma of like everything that we've been through. But I think it does get less and less. And that really is just up to us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I know from my own personal experience that the more I do the hard things that are uncomfortable and may cause a quote unquote conflict when I do it, when I say it, when I'm afraid to say it and I push through that fear, it's just one more boundary of like no, nope, this is my boundary. This is how you're going to treat me. And then they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to respect the boundaries. So then they'll make up some excuse and then they'll be off and out of my sphere again for a while. And then they'll bother. try everything. Yeah. They just won't even bother because they're like, Oh, well that didn't work.
1: So I'm not getting what I need out of her, <laughs> her anymore. So I'm going to have to try or like, I think yeah. they could also get really creative and try manipulation tactics and, try to come at different angles to see like is she gonna do the usual pattern right but then when you're not it's like yeah they're gonna have to go somewhere else to feed that insecurity within themselves cuz it's not working on you anymore you're not available yeah. for that anymore
0: that's the ultimate goal is for them to get their supply somewhere else not within you anymore yeah totally cuz you're totally. empowered within yourself and it's really that's why i love also to lean into listening in and and the stoicism you know the concepts within stoicism is like you cannot control them all you can do is your daily discipline and your steps into focusing in on your own healing journey your own disciplined you know philosophy and the rest will all just take care of itself because you can't take care of it we we seem to always feel like we're feeling their stuff we're feeling the problem so I guess that means I'm responsible for it but you're not you just totally innate ability to feel it but that's it
1: innate ability to feel it which could be such a gift like when the right circumstances being able to help people as an empath being able to feel in the deeper layers of life like I truly believe that those gifts will be more respected and understood and integrated into our culture in the future. As we step into more of a deeper understanding of what energy is, that it's actually a real thing. It's not this woo-woo imaginary concept. Empaths actually are just people who are feeling something that we haven't been talking about for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We just have to Work on ourselves first and then slowly, like, you know, through the work that you do, through the work that I do, like recreate a society that understands that in a different, in a new way.
0: Mm -hmm. And we can actually
1: use these gifts to help people and make this world better.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're busting through all the conditioned thoughts of, and what we're taught as children, you know, our generation, especially to be kind, you know, don't say that I'm still retraining myself as I'm parenting my kids. And same. It's just like, oh, no, let me let me stop that. Or my husband will catch me. He's like, nope, that's still your programming from before. <laughs> nope, don't tell Oh him my that. gosh,
1: I love that. <laughs> He'll catch you and say that. That's amazing.
0: He will. He'll be like, no, that means this. That's this. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Thanks. <laughs> but that's, that's only cool. because I'm open to it. You know, I've, and yeah. i and it has has not always been that easy. I've fought back and I'm like, no, this is you know, I'm doing I'm parenting them right. And, yeah, it's been a fun journey. <laughs> not so much fun, but not so fun. much yeah. as a tear rolls down our as face. Tear, like, oh. yeah. But that <laughs> is the daily work of like reevaluating. Like, okay, have I re-written this program? Because it's so it's so subconscious. It's so programmed in us. It's just automatic, and
1: and then it really it's, it's like I can
0: step back and see that that's still the programming running through. You know, my sister, my parents, because that's where we get it from—is our family. And depending yeah. on if you want to, you know, change it or not, and it's hard to do. So it can feel isolating. It can feel lonely in that the path,
1: but it's, it really I feel can. it's
0: so worth it still.
1: It's so worth it. I just, the sovereignty, the liberation, you know, that comes with it, the empowerment. And I know what you mean. Like it could feel like a really lonely journey because even though we've changed and we've changed as people, and we've gone down this journey of trying to work with our nature as being empaths, the people around us aren't on the same journey. So it's like this greater contrast now, when we are together. And the friction can feel more intense because your standards and your boundaries are different and they see you in old way still, right? I mean, if you lived your whole life with these people, that's a lot of history. Like that's a lot of programming on their end on who you are, but you know, you're different and you've changed and it could be a lot. It could -hmm. definitely be a lot, but for me, one of the most, as a creative person I've just always had this desire to like express. And I know, and the path that I've been on has shown me like how much, how unique we all are. You know, if you, I believe in this benevolent universe and that we are uniquely created. Our energy that you offer, Raven, is beautiful and divine. And it's such a beautiful journey, un- What's the word like unprogramming and basically unloading all the crap that isn't ours so that we can be more in alignment and like live from that place of that light that we all uniquely are? And I understand that some people can think that sounds so like, oh, that's you know, out of touch with reality, but it's like, why? Why? That is why so many people are miserable because they're so far away from that.
0: They don't know how to be that. If we could all be like that, we'd be happy. Yeah. Happy is good, you know? <laughs> yeah, happy is good. Happy is good. <laughs> and, and there is a balance, right? I always try and find the balance between like living in alignment with my, you know, higher self and also living on earth. Like there's totally. just this balance. And it's important just as this this journey of being angry and you know, bitter and so like mourning that relationship with the narcissist. There's that extreme. And then the pendulum swings back to balance. It's like, I really feel bad for that person. Like never going to let them in, but that's sad for them. You know, the balance back, like it's healed. I move on. Now I can see those red flags and not let that in. Like, sorry, but that's not going to be in my sphere anymore.
1: Totally. I think that there can be multiple truths all at the same time. And we can feel, especially being sensitive people, we can feel all the truths at the same time, right? That you feel bad for them. Also, you're angry. Also, you're devastated. Also, you're confused. Or do you feel like a bad person? Do you feel empowered? Like all these things can feel true at the same time. Yeah. And- I guess it just kind of comes down to, there's a time and place for the emotions. And I think our physical bodies hold memory and can hold trauma and can hold wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so allowing ourselves to feel those things and express them in a safe environment, let them out is all part of the healing process. But then on a another level at the same time, it's like choosing the vision of what we want for the future. Like, do I want to be the person that's always stuck in this place? No. Okay. So I'm going to have to make a choice today that detaches me from the storyline that I keep healing from. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm allowed to heal from it and move forward at the same time. I think.
0: I love that. And that totally practically reminds me of when I was, that was last year trying to grow the podcast a bit more. And people told me to go in Facebook groups and find people who are suffering from narcissistic abuse. It's like, But that was pulling me back into my old patterns again in my body Mm. because everyone was angry and bitter and upset and mourning and just saying horrible things. And I was like, I've already moved past this, like in my spiritual healing journey. And I want everyone to move past this. But I can't like even if you that practical step, if you're in one of those groups and there's really no like uplifting, empowering type of things and it's keeping you in that holding pattern then maybe silence that group on your phone for a bit, maybe eventually leave it. Like that's a great practical step to keep you from being pulled back in.
1: Totally. I think a lot of us can get stuck there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just the
0: witness of how large those groups are.
1: Oh my <laughs> And gosh. I go through
0: it and it's just like, there's, where's the empowerment? Where is the light? You know, we need light for this to to transmute.
1: Totally. We do. We need that to hold that vision for ourselves of what we really want mm-hmm. and ask ourselves truthfully. And honestly, like, are we making the choices to get there? Or are yeah. we going to allow the story that this person cr- created for me or like the story? I, I, I don't want to blame. Right. It's like, Yes, they did things, but also we obviously, without knowing what we were doing, we had a hand in things as well, right? Like, are we going to allow that to define us forever? Are we going to sit comfortably in that place of victimhood? Or are we going to realize that we can move on from this in a really empowering way and really have it us teach us something? And I mean, look at you, now you're helping other people. Yeah, it's true. Beautiful thing.
0: That's true, and we all can help others, no matter if it's on a you know wide scale, a small scale. I always say if I can just make sure that it's not happening and I can reparent you know my children a different way, then that thats success right there. It doesn't matter Same. how many people listen. Totally. And what other tools, uh, practical tools do you have for this cycle to end? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is work with the energy body. It's given me a really good understanding of me, of who I am. It's given me the tools to be able to be in that empowered place that we're talking about. Even when the waves are coming at me, it's kind of like the waves can go through me and, but I'm not going to, you know, get taken for a ride. And the way I really like to do that is through protecting, anchoring, connecting, and empowering my own energy. And I have like a systematic way that I really like to do that. What I discovered in my journey by going through different mentors, by learning from shamans, by learning from healers, is that essentially all over the world, the spiritually connected people were working with earth energy, divine energy, and their own unique energy. And this is seemed to be universal everywhere. So I realized like, Wait a second. Why is it this something we learn in like kindergarten? You know what I mean? Like, why is this such a weird topic to people? This should be normal. And so, I actually created my course, Energy Empowerment One Oh One, that literally is a very simple, systematic, foundational tool for learning how to work with our energy bodies. And so, I come back to the I call it like the PACE acronym: P- Protect, Anchor, Connect, and Empower. When I'm feeling off, I check in with these four things, and I say what do I need in this moment? And so sometimes that's going to be the protection, which we went over. Sometimes it's connecting with earth energy, Mm -hmm. going back to you saying Raven, how not only are we like on the spiritual journey, but we are also here on earth. And I think it's really easy for people to detach from that because I don't know, like, it's like the, kind of like the Ascension topic sometimes where it's everything Mm -hmm. is love and light. And it's kind
0: of, Gas like it's, it's bypassing it's easy like oh i don't belong on this planet i've seen co- comments like that it's like well totally but aren't we here to but you do are. something to help the planet <laughs> but you are on this planet yeah. you know you what i mean here. yeah embracing the human experience and so
1: con- yeah. for me connecting with earth energy has really helped me come into my body come into the wisdom of my body feel more in touch with the cycles of earth feel remember like who how special it is to be here. and so that when I'm talking about these spiritual things, when I'm learning these big lessons, it's like I can actually integrate them into my life and my real relationships. And it's just not concepts and ideas I have in my head. It's put into this three d world. And I think that's how we can really make this world a better place. So that was kind of a tangent, sorry. but <laughs> connecting with <laughs> connecting with earth energy. Connect and nurturing my relationship with the divine. There's different methods that I like to use, but essentially just working with my energy body and getting familiar with what that even means in the first place.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And that's in, that's in your course, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So this is all in my course, Energy Empowerment 101. It's only $44. It's these, I basically explain, right? Cause we, I mean, anybody who turns on a meditation app on like Insight Timer or something, we know what it means like ground or energy, or we've heard people say that, but I discuss exactly like why that's important, what that means, because I'm the kind of person who likes to understand, you know, going back to being an empath, but not having any of the language to understand this invisible world. So I discuss on an intellectual level, what it means to protect anchor, connect, and empower. But then I also on that, experiential level, walk every, walk them through what that actually feels like in the body, because as empaths, that's how we learn. Like we feel Mm. things. And when, when your nervous system gets comfortable with being in your own energy, it's not a foreign concept anymore that only lives in the mind. It's something you will know how to do in life because you're familiar with it. So we just have to experience it first. So that's the way I designed my program.
0: But it's, it's only 44 bucks. So, so awesome. <laughs> I think it's it's so practical. And it's yeah. absolutely and then in that you walk you walk us through experiencing that, feeling that. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely putting that in the show notes for everyone to grab. That sounds so practical. And thank you so that much. way it becomes like a habit too. The more you do it right, then it it just is that tool in your pocket. You're like, I'm confident. I've got it exactly it's that. all
1: about that empowerment and I think so many of us empaths that's the journey that we are on
0: yeah how
1: much of our power are we willing to take back no matter what that looks like no matter how scary that is how much power are we really willing to claim and like bring back into our own body because that's what's required of us to really be the whole empath to be the empath who's going to be able to use our gifts for the better to, to nourish and make our lives more beautiful instead of being victims, which I think a lot of the narrative out there can sometimes grab, as you said, you know, in those groups, like the narrative is, it's just a a horrible thing to be an empath. It's like, sometimes it can be, but also what about this side of things, you know?
0: (laughs) Only when we've given our power away and we're just sitting there as sitting ducks, that's when it's horrible. And we're not, conscious about it but gosh what a gift and what it just goes back to the word superpower to be able to actually grab hold of our energy and have power of it that's superpower. the goal power that's the goal yeah and then all that. this conditioning
1: and learning that we've gone through as empathic people especially empathic people who have been in narcissistic relationships it's like That is the training ground and ground for you to be that superhero with that superpower. Like nothing, you know, those are the obstacle courses that can get you to the other side.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like, you don't realize how powerful you are because you've been beat down, but you're actually the most powerful because your soul's like, yeah, you got this. You can handle this, this type of person in this lifetime. Let's take this obstacle course. It's advanced. Totally. <laughs> it's an advanced one. You could do it. You do it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And this has been such a beautiful conversation. I really appreciate you.
1: I am so thankful. Thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you for having me on. It just I feel so happy right now. I'm gonna go to SeaWorld with my kids because it's it's break right now. They're on break. So great day. <laughs> nice. Beautiful day.
0: Oh, we'll have fun with the animals over there.
1: Thank you so much, David.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and being empath member here in the community. Don't forget to grab your free human design chart in the link in the show notes and join our email newsletter community as well. Share this episode with a friend into your stories and tag me at HD. I've changed my Instagram handle. When you share it into your stories and tag me, I'd love to get just a snippet on what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. It would be so amazing. I always love to hear how this podcast has impacted you. For even deeper insights into your empathic nature and relationships, be sure to listen to the empath and narcissist audible book, or you can grab your paperback on Amazon. It's a profound exploration of my specific journey and healing, providing you with tools for healing as well. My second book, Empath's Guide to Rising Strong, a human design guidebook for self-discovery, takes you step-by-step through the process of understanding your human design chart. I also incorporate shadow work with goddess Anana and moon magic rituals and self-care four different sections in this book, including meditations, and I cannot wait to release this on paperback on December 3rd, but you can now grab your copy for $1.99 on Kindle or get free access when you join the review team. That link is in the show notes.
1: Sometimes you just gotta believe there's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need, what you
0: need.